missed you. It's been two weeks since we chatted. Um, it's been a little busy over here, a little crazy, um, but here we are. We're back. Happy Hello, friends. <laughs> yeah, we're working on um, getting our consistency down, <laughs> but our lives are a little bit all over the place. So we very much appreciate you, um, you know, being with us through that. But it is literally crazy that it is August, Kelsey. How is the summer almost over? I honestly, like, I have no idea. I was like, last so it's august 1st august 3rd 4th shit it's <laughs> it is now the 4th <laughs> it's now the 4th and in july i was like oh yeah summer's great like it's summer and then as soon as august hits i'm like starting to see pumpkins and shit and i'm like this is so weird i know usually i'm like down with like it turning fall i know you're a summer girl i love summer i'm I such know. like a hater <laughs> everyone's like fall forever i'm like fuck that i like fall don't get me wrong but i just feel like i don't know i've never i'm not like a big halloween person and i'm not like super like into like pumpkin things <laughs> so i think that's probably you know where it kicks me i love summer so every time august rolls around i feel like broken <laughs> like i feel broken please don't leave <laughs> you know i it wasn't until I moved to Nashville where like the weather's actually nice that yes. I enjoy summer. Is that weird? Like, I don't know if it's cause there's so much to do here. Like people are always by the pool. It's just like a vibe, um, going on the lake, but I don't know. There's something about this place that makes me like summer. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I feel weird. And I'm going to like the beach next, well, this month. And so I also feel weird because I'm going to be putting beach content out there, but I feel like everyone is ready for fall. No, it is hard. Well, you know what it is too? Like in Pittsburgh, you never did the beach really, right? Like here, we're only an hour from the mm -hmm. beach. So I feel like that's such a big part of summer for everybody. So it's like when summer wraps up, I'm like, damn, <laughs> like no beach days. Like it's kind of, it's kind of sad, but it is fun to have a new season roll around. Obviously like it's, I feel like it's exciting. I don't know if I'd want to live in one of those places where it's like 72 and sunny all the time. Cause mm -hmm. it's not like there's nothing, not that there's nothing new, but I always want something new to look forward to, you know? Yeah. I totally appreciate all four seasons and I'm really excited to experience fall here. We'll see. I hope I'm pretty <laughs> sure the leaves change. Yeah, they definitely do. Right. I, people always say, I remember my friend in Vegas the other year, like messaged me and was like, Oh my God, I've never seen like the leaves change. And I was like, it's crazy. The things that you totally like just mm -hmm. take for granted because you're used to them. I'm always like, ah, eh, trees are trees. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Dude, I feel you. And I just, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like time, just like time in itself is going so fucking fast. All the time. I feel like and, that too. And, and like, I am always reminded of this when like my mom's like, so have you uh, planned anything for your wedding? It's been like eight months. I literally feel like you got engaged like yesterday. It is actually crazy. It's been that long. Does it not feel like that? It's so yeah. November. Okay. Has it been eight months? Close. November, <laughs> December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. I think we're about there. It's 10. <laughs> it's so oh my God, stop insane. it. That No, that really is absolutely insane. I kind of like how you, not kind of, I definitely like how you did that. I kind of think the long engagement thing actually seems really nice. I have a few friends that were kind of forced to do that with COVID, mm -hmm. obviously. But I think it's cool because you get to kind of live in that moment for a bit rather than like, I feel like the minute you get engaged, everyone's like, so when's your date? Where's your mm -hmm. venue? And you're like, geez, like, let me just, let me just like be happy with this current stage, you know? Exactly. And I feel like since 
we've been together for so long. It's like seven years. Um, we honestly, like, I don't know, you think we would be rushed into getting married, but there was something about just like, we're kind of the opposite. Like nothing's going to change really. Cause we do everything the same as what we would do if we were married. Right. So it's just kind of like, Oh, we're moving. We don't want to deal with the COVID stuff. Like we're really in no rush. Um, but now I'm finally like, okay, get your shit together. Kelsey, you need to plan a wedding. <laughs> yeah. How's it feel? Do you feel like overwhelmed? Like, okay, tell us what have you done yet? Cause I've seen some of your ideas, but I feel like, I don't know. I want to know all of it. Do you feel like you've kind of nailed down the vibe? Because to me, that seems so hard. I'm like, I like literally everything. <laughs> Dude, we talk about this. I feel like all the time that like, yeah we appreciate every type of style. So it's so hard to make decisions. It's like, I know what I hate, but, yeah, I, me too. <laughs> but I like a lot. Um, it's hard because like, we're not set on a place to get married. And that's the hardest right. part because it's not like narrowing down um, venues. So we're literally like, we get married in California. We get married in um, like Denver. We get married in Florida. Exactly. So that's been so hard. And I feel like it's going to be the hardest part. We haven't decided yet. Um, but I am, I did decide for myself because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I decided that I'm going to hire a wedding planner and I want someone to do fucking everything like day of coordination. And I know they're expensive, but the way I look at it as a business owner, it's like, I'm either going to put my time into planning a wedding and not into work. So I'm going to lose money there, or I'm going to just continue working and like doing what I love. And then I could pay someone with the money I make while working to plan. Absolutely. It's worth every penny to everyone that says they planned, um, they hired a wedding planner. They're always like best decision ever. Cause it is so much shit to keep straight by yourself. Like, Oh, thinking about it gives Mm -hmm. me anxiety, (laughs) you know? And it's weird because like, remember when we talked about, uh, like our jobs, what we'd be without, and then then, mine was a wedding planner. Oh yeah. Kelsey's like, I would love to win weddings. (laughs) And I'm like, fuck no. No, I just like, don't. When it's your own, it's a different story. It's just so much going on in my life. I feel like, and like, I'm really like, like very happy with where my life's at right now. And I just don't want to add another full-time job, which that's literally what wedding planning is. And you don't know, like, I don't know shit. Like, I don't know anything about insurance that you need. I don't know anything about like the laws. Like I just want a wedding planner to like be my best friend and like walk through it and like, it'd be a great experience and you know, that whole thing. So, um, I have two that I'm looking into now that do destinations, but are in Pittsburgh. Um, and I have like calls with each of them. So it's like, it's interesting. It's kind of like dating. I got to figure out who I like. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Well, I feel like they're going to help you narrow down. Like I know me and you talk about this a lot and I'm like not good at it. I feel like you're really good at like hiring out for things that other people are better than you at, which Mm -hmm. is smart though, because you're hiring someone who has so many more ideas than you. So it's like, yeah, you could pick something and settle on something yourself, but they're probably going to give you ideas that you're like, oh, I never even thought of that or like maybe show you a venue that you might love in a specific location. And like, if you love it that much, that nails down your location, you know? Exactly. So I was like, let me start with a wedding planner and then yeah, they can literally idea. help me with every step down to like, cause <laughs> it's funny when the wedding, uh, when you reach out to wedding planners and they respond, they'll send you like most of the time, at least in my experience, they send me a bunch of questions and I'm like, Oh, shit. Oh, like, I, I have no idea how to answer these. Like I'm literally, they'll be like, what vendors do you already have? And I'm like, literally no one. <laughs> 
What's your budget? I have no fucking clue. Exactly. Well, you don't know until you do it. You know, like even with my friend's weddings that I was in this year, they would like talk about certain things and I would be like, I literally forgot that you had to do that. Like certain things you just, you don't know until you do, obviously. So it's nice to have someone who's probably done it, you know, a hundred times like a planner. Yes. And I feel like with budget, I am so confused how much a fucking wedding costs. Like, I just need someone to be straight up with me and be like, yo, (laughs) this wedding costs this much. This wedding costs this much. Like, exactly. I don't even know like where to go when they're like, what's your budget? I'm like, okay, if I, if I, I'm so in between like simple, like cheap, like cheap, like affordable. And then I'm also like, you literally get married once. Like I want it to be like everything I dreamt of. So I'm just like all over the place. I need to find like a happy medium, but I do know we did narrow down that we want to get married by like a body of water. So like by a beach oh, like overlooking a cliff. Love. Um, Jamie feels very strongly about like not getting married in Pittsburgh. Oh, so uh, that's so interesting that he definitely doesn't want to. I know. And that just like. Good for him though. It's kind of nice to have someone being like, I know I don't want this. It makes it easier for you. Yeah. Like, I'm glad he's like giving me some input because like it exactly. gives me some direction. I wouldn't mind getting married in Pittsburgh. Like I know a lot of like amazing vendors in Pittsburgh, which would be a lot easier to plan, right. but he just loves the idea of like, I don't know that Did- he, I think since moving, we really realized that like, we don't have to stay in this like bubble. Absolutely. It's no, it's so true. And even with people that like, and I mean, no shade by saying this, but like I'll see people that I went to grade school, high school with, and it's like, you know, they get married five minutes from where they live and then they buy a house around the block from their parents. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I just feel it sometimes makes me feel like thinking about that very like boxed in, you know what I mean? Like there's so much out there. You can, you can do it all. And people, people want to travel to your wedding. I think destination weddings are fun because it gives people an opportunity to go on vacation too. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like, I think it's really, really nice. And like you said, you get to have memories like all over the country rather than just like in one place. Exactly. And like that could be because we were originally like, where's somewhere special to us? Because, yeah. you know, and we couldn't think of anything other than like where we met at college. I'm not getting married in Slipper, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so I we were that. like, let's just make a new place special. So we're looking at California, even though that's like one of the most expensive states. <laughs> um, but it's hey, if so you want beautiful. it, you want it. Yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. And like, I can't find, I don't know, Florida, getting married in Florida just doesn't sound like appealing at all to me. Yeah. It, it rains. And it's like, I don't know when I think of Florida, no offense to anyone who lives in Florida. I just think <laughs> of old people. <laughs> oh, it's definitely like the retirement state. <laughs> I feel like Floridians know that. <laughs> yes. I think of just like really old people. So we're trying California. I sent you, did I send you a video? Yes. I sent to you and Lynn's. I'm like, gorgeous. Not, not set on this place. So I'm not going to like say the name or anything, but it's an avocado ranch. <laughs> I love avocados. Like how Literally fun would beautiful. it be to have like a guacamole station with like fresh avocados from the farm or like the Gorgeous. ranch. <laughs> and like all the, um, in the video, it had like so many cool like overlooks and like, it was just such a mm-hmm. pretty, pretty, pretty location. Yeah. I'm very yeah. much into like the blank space and like do what you want with it. So yeah. So yeah, we're going for the very beautiful, very Instagrammable, but laid back as hell kind of vibe. Like we wanted to feel like a backyard picnic. Like we want people to be so comfortable, like not stuffy, like can take your shoes off. Right. Cash. Yeah. Do cartwheels. I love that. (laughs) But like very Instagrammable. So whenever you come to Nashville, which you're coming next soon. (laughs) 
show you my Pinterest board. Yes, Kelsey and I will be together literally a week from today, which is so crazy. Me and Lindsay are going to Nashville. Yeah, I'm so excited. I feel like it's like, I was about to say long overdue, but you've literally been there for like two months. (laughs) So I guess we're making pretty good time. Getting together has been long overdue because we've been trying to plan a trip for months and we just like haven't settled on anything and like pulled the trigger. So So now we're just like, come to Nash. Like Lynn's loves Nash. Anyways, you loved it the first time because that was yeah. the first time you came, right? Yeah. So I went in May for my friend's batch, but we did a lot of like um, very touristy things. Like mm-hmm. it was still so much fun. Don't get me wrong, but it was like a lot of Broadway, a lot of like big popular bars. Like I feel like it'll be so fun to experience it from like a local's point of view with you and Lindsay rather than like, you know, <laughs> doing like the top 10 things on Google. So I feel like it'll be cool because <laughs> it'll be like a very different, you know, trip kind of. Yeah, yeah, a little less like chaotic, like drinking exactly. every day. Like you don't feel like healthy. Like we'll go to the grocery store and get you guys some like good food we can like actually cook. Um, I love you. <laughs> maybe you can make me something vegan. Yeah, we should like make a little dindin. That'd be so fun. We yeah, we'll do like tacos. A oh, Mexican I would try. <laughs> I would try. I would try some vegan tacos. I yeah, like girl. Old chorizo. You know. I wonder if my friend Whitney will be here. She's like. Oh, right. Fucking place because her husband's going to play hockey in Sweden. I think yeah. Sweden, Switzerland. I don't fucking know. I keep getting those places. <laughs> <laughs> They're almost it's the same. definitely <laughs> Sweden, um, but she's vegan too. So she could join the party. So, but yeah, it's going to be so that. fun. Um, if you guys, anyone listening is like from Sweden. Nashville, that's like local. I honestly am still trying to like find my favorite places. So if you know of any like local cool places I can take them to like slide in our DMs. Yeah. Please let us know. I know I feel bad. I'm normally like so much better. I feel like about being, you know, like proactive and being like, I want to go here. I want to go here, but there's so much to do. I feel like every time Mm -hmm. I start looking into stuff, I feel like overwhelmed. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. Oh yeah, for sure. I have like the places that I know, like you guys will love. It's super cute. We'll take photos. Um, but open for any other ones. And I'm excited. We're definitely going to do some shoots for the podcast. So we're going to make that cute. I got a Vintage pink phone. That's our new mascot. Which is truly so cute. I Wait, wish let's it... name it. Oh. Hmm. I feel like it looks like a Betty. Hello. Betty. <laughs> You're right. Betty. Doesn't look like a Betty? <laughs> yeah, she's a Betty. Guys, that's really cute. You'll see it in the pictures. Um, we're so excited that we want to do an episode when we are there as well. We were thinking about kind of doing an episode about like, Okay. Me and Kelsey thought about this a while ago and we thought it was kind of funny. Um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> as I was about to say it, I was like, this could sound stupid. So I backtracked. <laughs> um, okay. Instagram awards. Sing it with us guys. So you know how there's awards for like literally everything, right? Like music, entertainment, all that. We follow all these people so closely online and I'm sure that you all do as well. So we were thinking it'd be really fun to like kind of break up categories. You know what I mean? Like food, fashion, funny like real anything and kind of share our favorite accounts with you and kind of have you guys write in about your faves too. We thought it could be kind of cool to see who you're loving. Cause I know that I find people from like readers all the time. People will send Mm -hmm. me somebody and I'm like, Oh hell yeah. I love them. So it's always fun to learn. Exactly. So this idea kind of stemmed from us wanting to share the accounts we love following and like also wanting to find new accounts. So we're like, let's just hold like an Instagram awards I think we're going to put some like question boxes or something on our stories and see what your guys' favorites are. But we're going to have Lynn's on the episode. 
Um, it's going to be fun. We'll just like, I want to be drunk for it. How do you feel? How do you <laughs> oh, feel? I love that. I don't think she can include because she's pregnant, but <laughs> we can have a moment. We can do a tequila shot. I say a tequila shot, multiple tequila Ew. shots. Kelsey. I such... don't like tequila. I know you're so lame because everybody oh, loves tequila. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Okay. If it's, I can do iced Patron. <laughs> That's oh, Okay. <laughs> I can <laughs> Guys, I am weak. I like anything. Anything anyone hands me, I'm like, yeah, sure, that's good. <laughs> I can work it'll, with that. <laughs> it'll be good that Lindsay is sober because we need like a moderator, I feel like. We need help. <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped. I'm so pumped for the episode. So keep an eye on our social medias if you guys want to participate um, yes. in letting us know who your favorites are. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Perfection. And then I know that you're, aren't you going to, you're going to Florida this week, right? And then LA, I feel like we're both going a lot of different places coming up. Yeah, dude. I'm so excited. We're going down. We decided I, well, I decided. Um, <laughs> Always. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Jamie, I'll pay for the trip if you take photos of me. That's actually like a really good compromise though. Because yeah. you don't have to deal with finding someone to help. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of the deal. And I just wanted to take Blue to the beach before summer ends because uh, I want him. He's gonna I just love am it. so excited to see him frolicking on the sand. He's literally going to love the ocean because I feel like he, does he go in the pool at the apartment? Um, not, he's not allowed in the pool. The dogs are technically allowed, but we take him to like a waterfall and he's yeah. swam like at the bottom in the lake. He loves it. He's so fucking cute. So cute. Yes. I wish you guys could come to the beach here. I know the beach is the best. There's like a dog beach I went to one time with my friend here and there's literally like 300 dogs <gasps> just like flopping around in the ocean. There's a it's such thing. So oh my cute. God. You would literally love it. You should look for dog beaches down there. They're popular for sure. Yeah, you're right. I need to. I need to like look at like restaurants and stuff, but you yeah. just took a trip to New York. I did. Um, for all my New York friends, hello. Yeah. So in Philly, we're only like two hours from New York. I feel like every time we go, everyone's like, oh my God, you went to New York. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's pretty close. Um, mm-hmm. like distance wise. I always grew up going to New York when I was little because my dad's sisters, so my aunt and my uncle and my cousin live in Manhattan. And then my cousin that I'm really close with now went to drama school in Manhattan. So she's been living there for like six-ish years and she actually just got a um a part in a play that tours all year which is really cool so I was like I want to come see you before you leave but yeah it was really really fun we stayed at this place called the I keep getting the name wrong it was called the Westgate and it was in Midtown Man- Midtown Manhattan so it was like kind of in the center of everything which mm-hmm. was nice um it had like an insane balcony which was so fun for photos because yeah, you know, I saw that <laughs> you you gotta love it. I walked out and I was like, I feel like I hear that Taylor Swift song playing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was so cute. New York's fun because you can like do so much. Obviously, it's like literally, obviously, the city that never sleeps for a reason. Like, there's so much shit to do all the time. Mm-hmm. We were there for like three days, I think, and it felt like we did a lot of stuff. So it was yeah, nice. Have you been to the city so before? Fun. Yeah, I was. Every time I've been to New York, though, like, to be honest, I just didn't go with the right. I don't know. I have like so many weird memories of New York. So <laughs> when I take when I take Jamie to New York, he hates it. He hates <laughs> it there. Like, he's just not the type of person that. Like, yeah, it's like you like or hate it. Exactly. Yeah, he hates it. He's like a slow moving right. individual, like, uh, well, you know, like walking <laughs> on the streets of New York. And I'm like, come on. Like, he's like strolling. 
Kelsey's like, pick it up. <laughs> yeah. So if I went to New York, like I would love to go with you or like yeah, we should a girls go. trip. I feel like yes. I would enjoy it a little bit more. Um, but I did I totally with my like, I went with my family and my aunts for Christmas one year, uh, like cute. five or six years ago. And it was really cute. We just did like touristy shit, but um, your trip looks so fun. Your cousin looks so cute. She's so cute. I love her. She is three years younger than me, I think. And it was okay. like, you know how you have that one family member that like, if they're not at the family party, you're like, all right, why am I going? Why am I even going? <laughs> Aww, I love that you have a cousin like that. Yeah. I love her. She's such a peach. She's like a busy girl. Cause she, um, is in musical theater. So she's like always in shows and stuff, which is really so cool to get to like see her. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fun too. Cause she is like plant-based social. She brought me to like so many fun vegan places and like, she's so good too. Cause she's like young, obviously. So we'd go places and she'd be like, okay, this is a great photo spot. Like, let's get pictures here. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Is your whole family vegan or is it just a coincidence? Just a coincidence. Yeah. Her friend in college was vegan. So that's how she kind of like fell into that, which is funny because my mom and her mom are very like hundred percent Italian. So they're very mm-hmm. much like meat pie and like mm-hmm. 37 kinds of cheeses, <laughs> <laughs> which is classic. Um, but yeah, I'm, she's like pretty flexible, but it's cool. Cause she'll eat a lot of stuff. And my aunt and my mom are like, so good about, I give them a lot of credits. And I think a lot of people wouldn't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like be as open. Mm-hmm. We literally went to all vegan places all the time just cause she found them and they like loved them. So it was like, it's fun being with people that are willing to kind of just try different things. We went to Brooklyn, which I'd never been to before, um, mm-hmm. this trip. And I loved it. It. I completely understand why people love it. It reminded me so much of Philly. It's very like, like maybe Jamie would like it better because it's a lot slower paced and like okay. everything is like a walk up. It's not like a lot of high rises, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like more neighborhoody than like um, Times Square or something like that. Got you. We went to Hoboken. Is that like okay? Yeah, Hoboken's like near. Um, it's not technically. It's like right across the river. Yes. I believe, and it yeah. is a little more chill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He just likes grass and there's not yeah. grass in New York unless you go to like a specific park. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. People definitely like or hate it. I think New York is a really unique city in the way that like kind of like you were saying about Nash, like it seems like everyone is a transplant. Like mm-hmm. my cousin who grew up in New York, he always says he's the only person that's like from New York that he's like friends with, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Um, I feel like that makes it sort of fun though. Cause everyone's like down to make friends. But I also think my cousin was saying this too. Like there's such like a hustle culture there. That's like a little, I don't know, probably a little overwhelming. So everyone's trying to like be something. Everyone's trying to like do something kind of, mm-hmm. if that's, which totally makes sense. If that's why you move there, you're motivated to like, you know, get a job or get a part, whatever. But I think sometimes it can probably feel like you're in over your head a little bit. Oh yeah. That overwhelms the shit out of me. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it's like that in LA too, but I haven't like, I've never been to LA. I'm going there. Actually I was in LA for like 24 hours once, Nice, but yeah, I've never been. And I'm excited. I'm going to visit my, one of my girlfriends from Pittsburgh is like temporarily living out there. And then my other, sad. yeah, my other girlfriend from college is temporarily living out there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to visit. Have you ever been there? No, I've only been to California like literally once. Um, mm-hmm. And I honestly don't even remember where I was. It wasn't anywhere like cool or fun. I think I would definitely love the weather and like love like the culture and stuff. But I think it just depends on where you live. Like you said, with anything else, like friends who've moved to California, they're, it is, it's definitely a different vibe. You know what I mean? Like just like anywhere is, I'm sure people feel that way that would move here too. Like you just get used to it. I think there's a lot, a lot, obviously more money 
in California. Mm -hmm. So that's an interesting thing too, to get used to, you know what I mean? Like my friend that lived there was like, I always felt like I wasn't doing good enough. And I know that's so personal, but it's just interesting to hear. That's the worst feeling. Well, yeah. Plan to go to California in 2023 for my wedding. Can't wait. <laughs> I will see you. 2023. Let's just California. add another like two years. But seriously, <laughs> if you think about it, this year's almost over. And then you yeah. have like one full year. And then beginning of like 2023 would be like perfect. Like, you know, I love that's, that. It's another story. We'll talk about it when you come visit. But I'm so excited for this week's episode. Yes. I can't wait. Um, we thought it'd be fun to kind of do just like a social media themed episode since it's something that all of us are on 24 seven. It's something that I feel like, unfortunately, even if you are the kind of person that, you know, doesn't have a lot of social media accounts, you still hear everybody talking about it all the time because that is what is happening. And the episodes we did with some blogging questions, we, um, learned from you guys, you wanted to hear more of. So we asked some questions on our stories and kind of just wanted to dive in to some questions, sort of pull the curtain back on blogging and anything you want to know. Oh, show. Then we're going to get into some interesting topics, kind of like editing trends, um, what amount of screen time is actually appropriate because I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> all right, let's just dive into the questions first um, before I get into all of that. So one of you guys asked, how do you organize collaborations? This is an interesting question because it's so different for every person who is an influencer or a blogger or a creator. And it's something like we don't really talk about, I feel mm-hmm. like with each other. So I'm actually interested to know how you organize Kat. she's like I don't I'm like do I no (laughs) I feel like I try to keep it really simple and I'm sure so many of you can relate who just in any job situation right you're always working on a lot of different projects at one time I feel like it's really rare with as you know busy as things are in the world that you ever like are working on one thing. So I literally just use like a spreadsheet for everything. And I, anytime, like anything comes into my inbox, right. And I'm like, um, trying to figure out if I'm going to work with someone or something like that. I'll just like jot down their name in a spreadsheet. And on the spreadsheet, I have, um, the rate that, you know, you'll be paid for the collaboration. I have the deliverables. So the things that I'm doing for them, I have the date it should go live. I have the date I should be paid. So kind of just like eight or nine core pieces of information that I know when I look at, it's going to like get me by, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? When I look for like taxes or when I look for just purposes of trying to organize things, I know some people are, have like much more intense versions of that, Mm -hmm. but I just think like a simple spreadsheet is, you can't go wrong, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing. Well, my management helps me kind of put together a spreadsheet. So on ours, yes, we have like the brand, we have um, the rate we have when the content is due to the brand, because that's a good um, one. A lot of the time the brand wants to just like review your content just to make sure you didn't say something weird or like whatever. I totally get it. Exactly. Um, and then like when the content is going live, what are the deliverables and then payment swipe up link, things like that. So everything is in like a Google drive sheet. I think that's a really good way to like handle it. Well, just cause it can get so confusing in your email, you know, like mm-hmm. I find myself like peeling back through emails sometimes and I'm like, Oh God, what day was that? Or, you know, you can be the most organized person in the world, but if you have a ton of stuff going on, like it's so hard to remember all of it. So it's kind of nice just to be able to pull up the spreadsheet anywhere you are mm-hmm. and be like, okay, <laughs> this is just like, you know, what I need to know. And that's it. Cause in the long run, like 
the there's only like five or six pieces of information you really you really yeah need. for sure and then another thing that i like started doing that helped me is i use i talked to you about this i use an app called artful agenda and i'm obsessed right. with it you can color code everything so like i have so like i'll have all of my campaign dates that are going live in pink and then whenever something is due it'll be in red so like oh. That's a great idea. Yeah. For example, like if I'm working with Vici, because I do work with them mostly every month, like I'll say like, okay, this is when, you know, I'll put in red when it's due and then when it goes live. Um, And then, I mean, sometimes honestly, like the brand has to push it back or isn't able to get con or isn't able to get products over to you in time. So sometimes like that is not set, but that's kind of the easiest way I find to organize. I've also started, um, I've also started doing this and I'm like actually really into it. I, I literally just started it this week. Uh, (laughs) Guys, she's giving you information about something that has not been tested yet. (laughs) No, I think it's going to work well. So (laughs) the type of content that brands want obviously is like, okay, we're talking about Instagram. It's an Instagram feed post, Instagram stories, a real or an IGTV. All right. So I found that, um, when, so what, like, what will I need help with? I'm going to need help with, like, I'm going to need a photographer to help me take the in-feed photos. So those need to be planned out ahead of time so that I make sure I have someone to actually take the photos for me. So what I'll do is I'll do like in my notebook, I'll put August and then I'll put the actual images I need. So I'll put like the in-feed campaigns. So I know like, okay, I need to find a photographer for this by this week, this by this week. And then I'll put the reels in another category. And I know that with reels, I have a lot of more, a lot more flexibility because it's just me and I can film on my tripod. So, and then the same with stories, I'll put like all my stories and I'll be like, okay, this is the stories I need to do, um, which is a little more flexibility because it's kind of like in the moment type of content. So I feel like that has been helping me a lot with planning when I need a photographer and when I'm going to need help. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's just like a little insight with what I do. If you guys like are looking for some direction. Yeah, for sure. So you basically make like a shot list. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that makes good. That makes, I do something really, I just saw it. No, that makes complete sense. I do something very similar. I have like a, um, a note in my phone and it'll just say like photos or reels. And like, every time I have an idea, I'll just put it down there. And then next to it, I'll put if it's a campaign or just like for funsies. Um, I think it helps you to keep track of when you have ideas too. Cause sometimes people are like, how do you always have ideas? You don't, you never have ideas. <laughs> so you gotta just jot them down when they come to you. You know what I mean? So you have a list to look back on when you feel, um, you know, unmotivated because that's totally normal. I feel like. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, I agree. I have nothing else. To <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's best just to stop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. That was good. Um, <laughs> Hopefully that helps you guys. That's kind of how we organize. <laughs> yeah. And you'll, you get better as you just do, you know, you find a system that works for you. Um, but the next question was, do you get anything for people clicking on your link? So I would assume that means like money or do they have to actually buy something? So I know this is like a topic. I feel like that is such like a hot topic right now. So Kelsey, I know you talked about this on stories yesterday, um, which I thought was very good. I, you know what it is? I forget sometimes that not everybody's like in the know. I'm mm-hmm. sure you do too. For sure. um, I, if you guys don't know, we, a lot of us use affiliate platforms. So what that means is you work with a platform that gives you a kickback when someone purchases something from a link that you've shared. The kickbacks or commissions are really small. You know what I mean? Like normally like cents 
to certain things. Like <laughs> targets are historically small. <laughs> Literally I had 18 people buy these shorts the other day and they were like $1. <laughs> I was like, yes. Um, so, you know, it's <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Pays the bills. <laughs> like I can buy French fries. <laughs> exactly. Like, yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's not, um, it's not something that's like a big commission or anything. I think it's mm-hmm. more of just like kind of a thank you for finding something. Um, so that's why I know that like, I know it can be annoying to shop through these links, but like we so appreciate when people do just because it is helpful for us, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure the way it works and correct me if I'm wrong. I think you definitely have to buy something from the link, right? You can't just like scroll. Yeah. In order. You, yeah. Yeah. So the answer to the question is no, you have to buy something in order right. for us to get commission. However, um, so for example, if we're working with a brand, like how we were talking about before, how do we organize collaborations? If you swipe up on one of those stories, for that brand, we're giving them screenshots of the analytics on Instagram. So they may be tracking on their end, how many people actually buy the product. But in addition, we give them a screenshot. They ask for, um, like, you know, how many people swiped up on the story. So if it's a brand partnership, so if you see an ad on the story, it definitely helps us if you just swipe up, even if you don't buy anything. But if we're talking like monetary value, like money, you have to purchase something through like to know it to be able for us to be able to get a commission. Yeah, no, that's actually such a good point. It's true. Cause sometimes people will reach out and they'll be like, how can I, you know, how can I support your collaborations? I follow you every day. We're friends. Mm-hmm. You know, what can I do for you? Like just likes, clicks, saves, um, swipe ups. Yeah. So you do not have spent any money. Exactly. <laughs> so much. Well, it so just gives, different. you know, it gives these brands more of discovery to it. It allows mm-hmm. you to kind of maybe come into contact with something that you might like, and it allows them to get in front of new eyes. I know for, we always say this, but we all, I feel like me and you do feel it very deeply. I'm like, I want to share things that I'll take on collabs that I honestly love, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I think that my followers are going to love like things that I'm like, Oh, someone's definitely going to get something out of this. Like someone is going to see this and be like, Oh my God, that's exactly what I was looking for or exactly what I needed. Like we try to share things that we think are going to be the most relevant to you. Not things Mm -hmm. that you want to click by. Yes, exactly. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay. The next question is, um, Kat's really good at this. What do you say when you pitch to brands? To be honest, I don't really pitch to brands. I'm very thankful that like um, my management does that for me and I have like a good amount coming in. If I do, I've been trying to pitch to some people for wedding stuff. Um And what I like to do is first connect with them through Instagram. So that gives them an option to gives them the opportunity to see your Instagram and just kind of connect and be like, okay, this is what we're working with. Like, this is how many followers this person has. This is what this person does. This is their vibe. Um, But I always like to say in an, in the DM, like, hi, it's so nice to meet you. Is there a good email address that I could use and reach out to, to connect with someone from your team about a possible collaboration? So I just kind of use Instagram as like an intro to get the correct email. And then I email them something a little more professional, which Kat is super good at. So she can help you way more than me. (laughs) No, no, that was, that was a great idea. It's so true. I think, um, the like DM never hurts just because Kelsey said like it allows them to kind of familiarize themselves with you. I think sometimes in emails, like they can see your name and be like, okay, great. We get reach out to people all the time. Like if they have a chance to see your feed and like kind of like you, I think they are more motivated to reach back out to you. The only thing with DM is I would say like for brands that are bigger, 
they'll never answer your DMs. Yeah, you know I, what I, I, I know annoyed. you know. Yeah, <laughs> we all do. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you talk to people and they're like, I DM'd American Eagle and told them I'd like to work together, but like they didn't get back. And it's like, they're not going to get back. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me to anybody. <laughs> it's not just you. Um, I think like I would save the DM strategy for people that are like maybe a hundred, 200 K people that you think actually do read their inbox, maybe mm-hmm. like a little, a little more boutique brands, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing that I learned. And I think the best like lesson I've had when it comes to pitching, something that like really changed my mindset was approaching it from a place of like, how can I support you? What can I do to help you? Cause sometimes like, and I even did it obviously, you know, like we all, you just like live and learn, of course. Um, I feel like sometimes when I read people's pitches, it'll be like, Hey, I'd love to work together. I'm an influencer. And they're like, okay. And I totally used to send those emails too. Now, like the way that I'll kind of form it is I'll like reach out. Right. And I'll be like, hey, like, you know, my name's Katerina, like the person behind. Since you're like Katerina, the blog, like if you have a blog, you always want to link your blog because brands love that. makes you seem more legit to them, I feel like. Yes. Link. Sorry. I'm just going to say this. Yeah. Link link everything you can in the exactly. first sentence because these people aren't going to go to Instagram and they're not going to be like, okay, now I need to find her handle. I need to type it in, like make it easy for them to find you. That's yeah. That is like spot with anything, right? Like mm-hmm. if you want someone to do, my dad has literally said this to me since I was a child. If you want anything, like someone to do something for you, like you need to make it ridiculously easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the easier you make it for them, the easier it is for them to potentially work with you. So it really is a win-win. Mm-hmm. So, right. Like Kelsey said, kind of reach out, um, introduce yourself. You can just say who you are, whatever. Um, I normally will kind of just like, you know, explain why I think the brand would be a good fit for my audience. Like, I love that you guys share trendy, affordable fashion. Like this is something I know that my audience connects with because it's something I've been sharing for years. So I think we would be a good fit. Um, and then I kind of will say like, you know, do you have any campaigns coming up? You're looking for an extra hand on, like in what ways could I be of support? And then, you know, you kind of just say, let me know. Cause I think otherwise it can come off like you, it can come off that it's like not mutually beneficial, right? Like you just want to work with them for the money or the product. I feel like brands. And I know I really like it as a blogger who gets reached out to by people too, like to be like, Hey, I'd love to like, you know, um, take your message and, you know, bring it together with ours. Like you want to feel like it's a mutually beneficial partnership and not just like you're trying to get something from someone. So I think you can always say like, you know, how can I support you? Um, you know, what kind of support or help are you looking for right now? Like, I'd love to share what I do with you. And I think that always is helpful. Yeah, I agree. And something that I think I was listening to him and her podcast from the Skinny Confidential, Michael Bostic. They, when I first listened to, when I first started blogging, I listened to a lot of their episodes. Their earlier episodes, I will say, have a lot more about like blogging, brand building, and they're very helpful. So check them out if you are interested in this type of topic. Great but idea. the one thing she said to me that stuck was like, you are probably going to send out 20, 30, 40 pitches. Like you and, may and get only get back. like two back. Like, don't feel like sad or like let down if you don't get a response. Yes. Because imagine these big brands, they're getting so many emails. They probably have a lot of shit going on. You know what I mean? So you just kind of got to be patient. And if it's a brand you're obsessed with, like, just keep at it, you know, start engaging with them on social media. That's another big thing I wanted to mention. Do not pitch a brand if you're not following them. Like if I, if a brand pitches me and someone comes in my inbox and it's not personal. They don't follow me. I'm like, like, what is this? Like, this like we don't like, have a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that you actually like 
know what my Instagram's about. You know what I mean? Right. So make sure you do your research, you follow them, comment, support them. Um, just like try everything you can. And then if you are still looking for a contact and you can't find one, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. There's like a bunch of, you guys should totally Google it because they change every day or I would like give names. They literally mm-hmm. change every day. Um, you should Google LinkedIn email finder. And there's like a bunch of plugins that you can add to your toolbar that kind of will pull people's emails for you. They're not always correct, obviously, um, but you just got to keep trying. And like Kelsey said, don't get discouraged because like I send pitches out constant. I literally probably send like 50 out a week just to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just get in people's um, inboxes to create those relationships. Mm-hmm. That could even be touching base with brands you've already worked with. I think sometimes people overlook that. Like if there's a brand you worked with that you really like, you can always say like, I'd love to have a more consistent relationship with you. Like, how can I, you know, what can we do throughout the year together? Like just try to leverage people you already know and don't, don't feel like, it's your pitch that people aren't answering. They're probably just like overwhelmed in their inbox. Yes. Or busy. Or if like, just be a stalker, like not, (laughs) not in the like annoying way, but like, for example, if you really, you really want to work with like, I don't know, what's like a good boutique, like pedal and pops. Yes. Yes. If you really want to work with them and they're not answering, like go buy their clothes, you know, Mm -hmm. like tag them, like show them what content they would receive if they hired you. And I know that could be hard sometimes because it's like, I don't have money or this or that. But if you are able to purchase something new for like, if you're going to buy something anyways, for like an event or something, get it from a brand that you are actually like really want to work with. That might also like be a way to like draw them in. Yeah. I think that's so huge. I always see people who you see it all the time, of course, like people who push brands so constantly, cause that really is just like a brand they are obsessed with. Then they get mm-hmm. a partnership with them and you're like, damn, that is a good fit because they're already, they're already, they already share that kind of content. You know what I mean? I feel like, um, I did something with American Eagle this year and I was so excited about it because I've been such a huge like supporter and customer of mm-hmm. them for so long. And every time I would pitch them, I'd be like, I shared your stuff here, 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 <laughs> like yes. show them you're already doing it. Oh, such a good idea. Yeah. So you can like link to the actual Instagram posts where you've tagged them. Um, that's a genius idea. Thanks. I didn't think of it. I'm sure someone else did. (laughs) We are all recycled things from the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So hopefully that helps you guys out. Someone also asked like, how do we keep track of locations that we shoot? And like, how do we find good locations? I think this varies based on like your vibe and who you are. How do you, like, what do you do, Kat? I feel like it changes honestly all the time too. Like as you're like aesthetic, I hate saying that because everyone's like aesthetic as your aesthetic changes though. I feel like it changes um, where you decide to shoot. Right. So I used to be like color, color, color. Like I need, I need colorful walls, buildings, like really fun stuff. And now I'm very much like kind of like simple. I kind of draw for more simple, um, which I think is a lot easier. And I wish I did this years ago. (laughs) So just a little tip for anybody, like, don't feel like you have to have the greatest locations because your outfit can be the focal point, you know, and like people with those kind of feeds that are super, um, minimalistic and really kind of like airy in the way that they don't have a lot going on. I think those look really, really cool too, rather than always like being like, Mm -hmm. I need to find a good location. Yeah. For me, I kind of just like to keep a note of things. Like if I see something, I constantly will just jot down the address. Like if I'm driving and I see like a cute building, then I'm like, Oh, that could be such a cute place to shoot. 
I'll jot down like, you know, 13th and Walnut white wall and I keep them all in one note and then I'll try to go there and then you'll remember for the future honestly but to be honest like I suck at finding locations <laughs> like I I am not good at visualizing like how a photo is gonna come to life like I just <laughs> right <laughs> no I know what I do know what you mean though because a lot of times I'll be like this is gonna be cool and then I take it and I'm like uh you're like no <laughs> not cool and, like this past weekend I had a shoot scheduled with someone here in um nashville she's really good her name's jasmine she's also just blogging but she um we like mixed up times like mm-hmm. she like i thought she meant p.m and she thought i meant and she <laughs> thought a.m it's like me <laughs> it's like me and you when we planned to <laughs> record right. she showed up at 7 30 a.m no. and, <laughs> and i was like oh i thought it was 7 30 p.m anyways so That's I had funny. to, Jamie helped me out and we went to a location and it did not work at all. Like yeah. it was terrible. And to be honest, so for a location specifically, if we're getting into like the nitty gritty on what I look for, I look for clean, mm-hmm. clean, clean floors, like, um, clean buildings, like newer developments. I really like fresh um, lines. Yes. Fresh lines, maybe some like greenery, like not like where we went to was like a, like a lake that had like dirt like on the ground not in an aesthetically pleasing way so <laughs> i know were, exactly what you mean. we were like this isn't gonna work in the and then we moved to like a farm with a fence and it looked like really cute, cute. Um, it also for me at least the lighting is the most important part like Absolutely. i don't care as much where i take the photo as long as i look good and the lighting is on point like I make, on. It, I make it work um so i don't know if you guys are like very new to taking photos like make sure you take a photo like facing each direction to see which way the light is like pointing at you. I always, this is like a stupid trick, but every time I take a photo ever, I have someone stand in, unless you're shooting yourself, you can just, you know, take a couple photos yourself and try it out, but I'll have someone stand in. Right. And then I'll ask them to spin. And when they are in a shadow, so there is not any like light or like sun patches on them. That's where I know to take the photo. Mm-hmm. So it's always kind of helpful. Um, direct sunlight is no bueno when, I mean, not, you know, it's not a, a big no-no. I just personally find it's really hard to edit in direct sunlight. It makes you look really washed out and the colors look really harsh as opposed to if you're in the shade a little bit, everything looks a lot like calmer. Yes. I feel like it, it really just depends on the vibe you're going with. So if you're yeah, feeling like exactly. very glowy and you want to be like moody and like yes. full sunshine, like go for it. That's cool. But too. yes, the best situation you're going to get is if you picture a wall that's like a corner like it looks like there's almost like a tiny like there's one wall going this way I don't know how the fuck to explain this over <laughs> voice I'm like using my hands picture like an indented corner of a building yes like <laughs> is this rude to say almost like somebody you think like a homeless person would like <laughs> sit there do you a know tiny, what I mean yeah like a little alcove if yes. you yes know. Yes. And if you stand like in there so that the light is reflecting to you and it like, you're not getting any light in from the back. It's just two walls. That's like the ideal lighting situation. Yeah. A sunny day in the shade is kind of what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just a (laughs) terrible explainer. Oh, you're good. (laughs) Well, you live and you learn, you know, like you learn what you like as you go. I, like Kel said, maybe just look for a couple specific places. Like I know I like white. I know I like clean. I know I like, um, some greenery in the background and I think you're, you are good to go from there. Yeah. It's been very hard, honestly, in Nashville. Like I'm trying to think like before you and Lindsay come, I'm going to yeah. have to drive around and like be like, okay, where we can, can do we... it together. Oh my God. It's so hard to find like 
because in Pittsburgh, I just had my locations like to a T, like I knew exactly, exactly where, and I, I've been wanting to like write a blog post on like locations in Pittsburgh to shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause I feel like I have so many. So it's just like starting from scratch in a new city of like, I don't know where the fuck anything is, but just helping hiring a photographer because they know all the cool spots. So yeah, for sure. It's been hard, but we're, we're getting it. You got well, it. It's trial and error. Yeah. Well, that goes into like our next question too. Someone said, how do I get into blogging if I live in like a small town, um, you know, or like the countryside, because I get this completely. And I always used to feel like this, um, like when you're not in a city, right? Cause you see people like in New York and again, you see people in LA and you see these like big trendy, cool buildings. And you're like, wait, I don't have that. <laughs> it can be, you know, like a little discouraging. I would honestly, I mean, I know this is common sense, but I would try to look for creators that are in areas that you are near. Like I remember Lisa Marie Prang. She was in, shout out Lisa. She's really cutie. <laughs> Lisa, you, uh, <laughs> you can never say your Instagram. Like you never refer to Lisa as Lisa. It's Lisa, Lisa Marie Prang. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a cutie. Um, but where was she? She was in Detroit. Was she in Michigan? Not in Detroit, but she was in Michigan, yes, I believe. Yeah, and she sure. would always take locations, um, photos and locations like, um, you know, like bleachers at a school or like in a field nearby or in a tree, like her locations were things you could literally find anywhere. And that's what made me love them because her photos looked like really, really cool. Cause you had, um, you know, you felt like you could replicate and redo that kind of. So I definitely wouldn't be discouraged. I kind of work with what you have, even like, um, Kylie Kadich, who I think mm-hmm. you follow too. Mm-hmm. She's like, so, so, so creative her. She lives in like, I don't know where, I think she's in Utah. Like her photos are never in like a city, you know? So just like work with what you have, honestly. And if you find that you like the city vibe, just use the back of buildings, use parking garages, use things that feel like a little more urban. And I think you'll get the vibe you like. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Something that I do is I do this when I go on trips too. If you go on Instagram and you type in like the location you're at, you can see other people that tagged like in that create that location. So you can also kind of get some like photo ideas from them. It's like, oh, this part, I know exactly where that is. I would have never thought to like take a photo against that wall, but it looks cool on camera or on Instagram. In your Wait, search what? bar. Oh yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you click places um, and then you click it in, click it in, type it in, um, then it populates like that. I wasn't sure how to do it. So I just looked. Oh yeah. I love it. It's, yeah. It saves me. It's convenient for sure. Yes. Yeah. Just, I would just honestly, like, again, trial and error. I know it sounds kind of like so annoying when people are like, just do it. <laughs> but the more you do it, the more you um, will, you know, find what works for you. And I think sometimes you'll be surprised too. I remember last year I used to take photos all the time in this like field behind this like children's hospital. <laughs> and it seemed like so ratty, but for like fall photos, I was like, oh, this is cute. Like it feels very like wanderlust. Like you can make anything cool. Our next question is how important is having a niche? I feel like when you're starting off, you should have a niche. Um, I yeah. feel like you want to draw in an audience based on your content because when you first start, people don't know you as a person. Like people don't really give a shit about you. No, I mean in the just because most- <laughs> it's so saturated. There's so many yes. people. In the most blunt way possible, no one really cares about you until you start to build that community and build a following and people start to actually care about like you and your life and you care about your followers and their lives and you guys kind of like essentially yeah build a community I feel like my niche was fashion until I hit a certain amount of followers and then people like just were interested in my everyday life so it kind of changed to more like fashion lifestyle right kind of thing you can throw different stuff in there yeah how do you do you agree what do you think 
I definitely agree. I think it can be hard. And I know that sometimes when people are like niche down, I remember when I would hear that, I would be like, oh, because you like a lot, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm sure everybody is like good at a lot too. I'm sure there's a lot of things that you have a ton of great, helpful information about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing with the niche that's good is like you become known for something. Um, and like, you know, maybe say you share fashion on the feed, but you also love food and you also love working out. Like those are pillars that you can absolutely share, but maybe there are more story content for you. Maybe it's like, I share my workout of the day on stories, but it's not necessarily something that you would share on your feed because maybe it wouldn't be, you know, something people would like engage with as much. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know. you know, Right. Like, I feel like you can share, you can do everything you want, just maybe on different places. Yes. Whenever I think of this specifically, um, I think of Remy Bader. Bader, do you follow her? Oh my, I fucking love her. She's the girl that does like, for real? No. (laughs) Um, I would die if she was on this podcast, so maybe we'll try to get her on. Yeah. Um, But she, go follow her. She's on TikTok. She has like a million followers. Okay. Um, But she is like a Kirby woman and she does realistic try on hauls. Like her thing was, that's how she got really popular is like, here's another realistic revolve haul and she'll show the ugly and the good. And you know that like, I love if you that. go to Remy's page, you're going to get that type of content. That's why people fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. So when starting out, I feel like a niche is the best. That's kind of how to draw people in. That's how people yes. remember you. And then now that she has a good following, she shares, you know, just her lifestyle stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, you become known for something, right? Like I always think with being online, like you want to be, someone that when people hear your name, they're like, yes, they do this. Like they don't question what you do. Like you're that go-to girl for them, whether it be realistic fashion or whether it be body pause or whether it be, you know, like real life chats, like just something specific they want to follow you for and they want to like come back to your page for. Yes. That's our, that's how we feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The last question you guys asked, and we're just going to touch a little bit on it because it's hella confusing. We could do it for like a whole fucking episode, um, is taxes. So I've, and Kat is listening, listening to me because she's learning too. Kelsey's Um, so good with taxes. And I feel like every time they roll around, I'm like, (laughs) listen, I just was, I found the right people to help teach me about them. Um, and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, but like I hired a good CPA and my aunt's a financial advisor. So they were like my team, they helped me a lot, but essentially taxes, if you are a blogger, influencer, if you're getting paid by a brand affiliate links through a brand, like to know it, whatever you're essentially paid like an independent contractor. So I also was a nanny in college and I was paid like an independent contractor. So I kind of knew a little bit more about it. Um, but as an independent contractor, you take the money in and then it's your responsibility to set a percentage aside for taxes because the IRS, you're going to claim all that money. And the IRS is going to be like, yo, you owe us this much money because you made it you made that much this month. You know how when you work for like a corporation or something, they take the taxes out for you? Right. It's automatically done. Yes. That's the difference. As an independent contractor, you got to put your money aside so that you're smart and you're not like, fuck, I owe like seven grand at the end of the year and then pay your taxes. Um, My advice would be when you're first starting out, um, I used like TurboTax and shit. Like I used yeah. the easier platforms when I was first starting out. And then I waited until um, I got a little bigger, was making a little bit more money. And then I was like, okay, I need to hire like a CPA on so they can help me with like write-offs and like where I can be saving money in my business. If I'm like, for example, there's so much shit to it. Like right. if you're an, if you're an LLC, 
like you'll you'll save some money on taxes if you're like an S corp, C corp or whatever, which right. is like just like individual branches of LLC, you can save money on taxes. Um, there's just a lot, there's a lot of shit. So I feel like hiring someone is like the way to go. But if you're super new to this, just know right now that throughout the year, if you're getting paid, you need to put money aside so that you are not fucked at the end of the year. Yeah. Like you will owe something who knows how much it will be, but you'll owe something. Just keep good records too. You know, I mean, you don't have to like go above and beyond, but I remember in the beginning, I would keep track of how much people were paying me, but I would never keep track of the date that it was paid to me. And Mm -hmm. I actually work with my aunt because she's a CPA. Um, And she would always be like, listen, (laughs) you need the dates because if the IRS goes and looks at your bank account, like they're not going to peel through a million transactions. Mm -hmm. So the better records you keep, and you always say this to me too, like the better records you keep, the easier it is for someone who you hire to just figure out what to do with your shit. Like you don't have to know, you know what I mean? Like you can definitely hire someone. You just unfortunately have to be the person to keep track of the things that you're doing. Yes. Yes. Just keep track of everything. Like it's okay. Like if you still don't know what the fuck to do, just keep track of everything. (laughs) Yeah. As long as you have the information, that's... (laughs) And especially like some people, something that people don't realize is, okay, like, let's make a scenario up. So your name is Susie and you have a full-time job, but you're getting into blogging and you're maybe at like 15 K you don't do it full-time, but you're making money. You're getting paid by brands. Say you have a really cool campaign coming up. You want to hire a photographer. You want to get some props. Those are write-offs. The photographers are write-off. Those props are write-offs. Those are expenses that your business needs to pay for in order to make the business money. So neither to make the content, you know? Yes. So Mm -hmm. make sure that you keep records of all of that. Like I keep it in my email. Like I'll do like email albums or like on my computer, I'll do albums and I'll just like screenshot the invoice and I'll just put it in there per month. Um, Just don't short yourself on write-offs because you can write that stuff off. Um, and especially if the brand, like if you're like, I've been paid by a brand once and they required me to purchase the clothing out of my own money. Yeah. Like that is a write-off because you can't do your job without purchasing the clothing. Cause obviously you don't got anything to post. So hopefully that makes sense. Just keep good records and then hire someone would be my like best advice. Cause I don't know shit. Yeah. It never hurts to have like someone who is actually in the know too. I feel like I'm the type of person that I always do things by myself for way too long until the point that I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So I think that it, um, it helps to definitely hire somebody. But yeah. Part two next week, Kat is going to be in town. Yes. Lynn's will be in town. It's going to be a party. I think we're also going to do the Instagram awards and we're going to take some shots for that one. So that'll be <laughs> a very interesting episode that you guys will not want to miss. I'm so excited to see you and squeeze you. <laughs> I know it's going to be awesome. I really, really can't wait. It's crazy. I need to like buy cute outfits. Kelsey always looks really cute. I'm like, I need cute outfits. <laughs> I need cute Nashville outfits. <laughs> That's what I keep thinking. I'm like, do I buy boots? Do I get a hat? I don't know. We'll see. You guys will just have to wait and see if I'm wearing the boots or not, you know? <laughs> 
thank you so much for always listening to our chaotic asses. It's very appreciated (laughs) to anyone who takes the time to sit here and chat with us. We, when we started this, just wanted it to be a fun, you know, chat for us, for you guys. We can just hang out bullshit. So we so appreciate that you are here for that as well. Um, I saw a lot of people sharing the um, advice comm episode last week. So it's always really fun for us to kind of get to learn what episodes that you guys are into so we can do more of those. So we will see you soon. We will chat with you next week. And don't forget, if you ever need anything to... Oh, your girl! (laughs) See you soon!